ಎಸ್ತು ಸಂಚರತೆ ದೇಶಾನ್ ಸೇವತೆ ಎಸ್ತು ಪಂಡಿತಾನ್ ತಸ್ಯ ವಿಸ್ತಾರಿತ ಬುದ್ಧಿ ತೈಲ ಬಿಂದು ರಿವಾಂಬಸಿ ವಾಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಮೀನ್ ಅಮ್ಮ ದ ವರ್ಡ್ ಮೀನಿಂಗ್ ಎಸ್ತು ದೋಸ್ ಸಂಚರತೆ ಹೂ ಟ್ರಾವೆಲ್ ದೇಶಾನ್ ವೇರಿಯಸ್ ಲ್ಯಾಂಡ್ಸ್ ಸೇವತೆ ಸು ದೋಸ್ ಪಂಡಿತಾನ್ ದ ವೈಸ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ತಸ್ಯ ದೇರ್ ಬುದ್ಧಿ ಇಂಟೆಲಿಜೆನ್ಸ್ ನಾಲೆಡ್ಜ್ ವಿಸ್ತಾರಿತ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ಯಾಂಡ್ಸ್ ತೈಲ ಬಿಂದು ಲೈಕ್ ಡ್ರಾಪ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಯಿಲ್ ಇವ ಲೈಕ್ ಅಂಬಸಿ ಆನ್ ವಾಟರ್ ದ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲೇಷನ್ ದೋಸ್ ಹೂ ಟ್ರಾವೆಲ್ ಟು ಡಿಫ್ರೆಂಟ್ ಲ್ಯಾಂಡ್ಸ್ ದೋಸ್ ಹೂ ಸರ್ವ್ ನಾಲೆಜಬಲ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ their knowledge will expand like a drop of oil on water hey madhvi hey malini now one of the first things that we experience when we travel outside is that we get to meet people we get to mingle with different cultures we get to experience different types of landscapes we are also enjoying different types of food and all of this creates and makes for a very enriching experience it also teaches us so many things it teaches us techniques even something as simple as going and eating food outside of your own particular region will teach you different methods in which you can make the same thing or different methods in which people are using one particular ingredient and coming out with a totally different taste that's something that i really enjoy and during my travels both during my masters as well as my bachelors I was lucky enough to make friends because of one particular trait that I had and that was to cook indian food because we have to agree when someone is cooking indian food the whole kitchen is definitely going to smell of whatever it is that you're making and that brought a lot of people to the kitchen that made them want to try whatever i was making sometimes they would come in anger and say that hey you know what this is smelling a little too much and i think you need to turn down the spice a little bit after all of those comments and after all of these dialogues all of us would sit together eat laugh debate talk about various different things about our lives and go about our day and that's how i was able to make friends abroad it has also helped me in three different continents it's helped me here at home in bangalore when i was in australia it helped me a lot when i was in the uk and doing my masters through my cooking i was able to make friends with another person who was doing a phd who in turn influenced my thesis that's fantastic arjun traveling to foreign lands i'm sure you learned a lot i think one other place where we as humanity have learned a lot is through space travel as we are recording this episode we celebrated the anniversary of the first man landing on moon this happened on july 20 1969 and it is celebrated as international moon day since then neil armstrong's message to earth was that's one small step for a man one giant leap for mankind not only did he achieve a whole generation's dream of getting out of the planet and landing on the moon he has also inspired all the generations that have come since then and space travel is not something that benefits just a small set of scientists 
space travel yields a lot of things which are very useful for us in our common everyday lives for instance now we carry around cell phones with powerful cameras remember how the cameras were in your youth and how big they were well what was the uh, motivation for miniaturizing them it was space travel where else do you think this is applicable now it has made its way into medical technology patients are made to swallow a capsule with a tiny camera and the entire capsule travels through their gut and helps doctors analyze the issues they are having with the gut all right let's talk about more common things which most of us have in our house memory foam mattresses these were actually invented when they were trying to build better crash protection for spacecrafts cordless vacuums the motor for these was originally invented to extract samples from the moon and now we hold it in our hands groove payment this is very commonly seen especially on international roads where at the edge of the road there are these grooves overseas you tend to travel at much higher speeds than we do in india people popularly believe that this is to wake up sleepy drivers but the real reason is also to prevent hydroplaning of vehicles another place would be very familiar if you are a long distance runner or if you have seen marathons at the end of the marathon the runners will wrap themselves with these thin foil based blankets these are called emergency blankets and they are part of emergency kits everywhere they help keep people warm so these are some of the contributions from nasa's research let's come back home and see what isro did isro's technology for cyclone detection has saved thousands of lives there is documented evidence that one cyclone in andhra pradesh took 10000 lives pre this technology and since then each cyclone may take maximum a few hundreds isro's technology is also used to help fisher folks with their livelihood isro by using their satellite imagery is able to tell them where to go and find shoals of fishes it's also used in search and rescue operations so space technology is not limited to a small minority of people but is being used by a vast majority of humanity around the planet that's fantastic madhvi when we think about all of these wonderful creations we can't help but admire and imagine being in those situations ourselves looking outside of a spacecraft looking at those billions and billions of stars all around i'll bring back all of us down to earth again travel on earth is still very magical now imagine your own house the place has its own charm as soon as you go outside the scenery changes now go outside of your neighborhood to the edge of the city you see something completely different over there and as you travel on the highway you see less and less of buildings you see more landscapes you see a completely different terrain and this goes on and on as you travel all around the world a lot of poems have been written about travel a lot of stories have been made about travel there is certainly some magic to it the more i travel the more i am able to withstand the elements some places are very cold some places are very hot some places like bangalore city is very pleasant but because of my travels i know for some reason that you put me anywhere on the planet and i will be able to survive and thrive there's a popular saying in kannada 
Desha Nodu Kosha Odu, which translates to travel and see the country, expand your mind by reading books. I think traveling in India is very fruitful in that way. Every 100, 150 kilometers, you will see a completely different cuisine and completely different language spoken by the natives. Yes, to Sevate Pandita. This line brings to my mind the story of Shabari from Ramayana. Shabari was a simple village woman. She was not at all educated, but she had this burning desire to get Brahmagnana. She was wandering about in search of a guru and eventually found one in Matanga Rishi. She stayed in his ashram and served him. She was never formally taught by him. When Matanga Rishi decided to go into Mahasamadhi, she requested him to impart Brahmagnana to her. Then Matanga Rishi told her, stay on in this ashram. Wait for Lord Sri Rama. He will one day come here and he will directly give you that knowledge. Shabari just trusted him, waited in the ashram. Every day she would go into the forest, collect berries and fruits, taste them to see that they were good and sweet and kept aside the sweetest ones for Lord Rama. She did this for years. After Sita Harada, Rama did come there and Shabari offered him the fresh fruits that she had kept for him that day. Lakshmana was aghast that Rama was willing to taste these fruits that she had bitten into. But Rama said that these were the sweetest fruits that he had ever eaten. Shabari requested him to impart Brahmagnana to her and Rama did it mentally. So here we see a simple village woman getting Brahmagnana by sheer service to knowledgeable people. That's a very interesting story, Malni. Speaking of ancient times, I must bring back our attention to the origin of mankind. There are a lot of theories about the origin of mankind. Some say that first man originated in Africa. Some say that man originated in different parts of the world. However, one thing is clear. Humans have been able to travel from one part of the world to another part of the world. And while doing so, they have intermingled. One culture has absorbed the other. People who look different from other people have created a third different kind of a person who looks completely different. This has given rise to not only the way in which our human body works, but also in the way in which our languages have progressed, the way in which our tastes have changed over time. Also, it has given us the ability to absorb from one culture to the other. Things like creation of new types of technology, We've also passed on stories from one generation to the other. And people now are able to call themselves mixed race. On a personal note, my mom is Kanadiga. My father is Tamilian. Someone traveled somewhere and I am here today. There are 193 countries on the earth which are affiliated to the UN. And two other small countries are called observation states. Again, coming to India, there are 28 states in India and eight union territories. See what all regions you can touch. 
Speaking of humans traveling all across the planet, there's a song that comes to my mind. It's raining, man. Hallelujah. Speaking of rains, I've observed this phenomenon. Whenever you see rain, especially on city roads, you'll find that rainwater also comes along with a thin layer of something shiny on top of it. What you're seeing over there is oil. There are different oil spills that happen because of vehicles traveling on the road. This is a commonly occurring phenomenon, especially if you own a Royal Enfield motorcycle. But I still love that one. And the rainwater washes this off. One way to clean up this oil spills and prevent it from getting into our rivers is through using hair mats. It has been found that one pound of hair soaks up one liter of oil in about a minute. Hair can adsorb up to five times its weight in oil. So human hair, animal fur or fleece weaved into thick mats is a very good and naturally decomposable tool to use to clean up oil spills. You can line your drains with this and that will soak up the oil and let the water pass through. Another place where this is being used a lot is to clean up the oil spills that happen on the oceans. It is estimated that annually there are more than 2,000 oil spills around the world, though only the biggest ones get reported in the news. Because hair soaks up oil so quickly, it is better at preventing the spread than any other synthetic material. Over time, they may soak the same, but hair is faster. And speed is critical here because the longer time you give, oil spreads further into the ocean. Taila Bindu Rivambasi. Another good benefit of using these hair mats is that people have found environmentally friendly ways to decompose this, whereas synthetic materials used to absorb oil need to be incinerated most of the time. I am just amazed that simple human hair that we throw away can have such a wide impact. I'd like to bring our attention back to many generations before, where people have traveled to and from India and have been able to create deep impact in the way our history has formed. One of them, Megasthenes, visited India during the 4th century BCE, during Chandragupta's time, and he wrote the account of his travels called Indica. And this provided valuable insights into the Mauryan Empire and Indian society in general. He made quite a lot of observations about the way in which Chandragupta Maurya was able to run as well as influence his people. The second is Fa Xiang or Fa Hin. Now he was a Chinese Buddhist monk. Fa Xiang traveled to India during the 5th century CE. He journeyed to the sacred Buddhist sites as well as monasteries, gathering Buddhist scriptures and documenting his experiences and was able to take recorded Buddhism back to China. He was able to spread the word of Buddha to the whole eastern part of Asia. Another person Haiyan Song, commonly known to be a Chinese Buddhist monk who undertook a significant journey to India in the 7th century CE. His travels lasted over 17 years as he visited numerous Buddhist sites, collecting scriptures as well as studying under renowned Indian scholars. His record, called the Great Tang Records on Western Regions, became an invaluable asset for understanding India at that particular period of time. Another person who came all the way from Morocco 
was this guy called Ibn Battuta. He was an Islamic scholar as well as an explorer who embarked on a journey around the 14th century. His travels to India was made after visiting so many other countries in between and his observations and experiences are documented in his travelogue called Rila, spelled as R-I-H-L-A. Check it out if you can. Throughout our history, there have been many Islamic scholars who have come to India. And that is how the zero spread from India to the Arab countries. The concept of zero and the decimal system as we use it today originated in ancient India. The Indian mathematician Brahmagupta introduced this concept of using zero as a placeholder. And he developed the decimal numeral system in the 7th century. The Arab world took it from India. From them, it spread to Europe. And now it is a system then used all around the world. It has revolutionized mathematics. Pretty much most of our science and technology is based on the math from this. And that's why it's called the Arabic numeral system. Today, these numerals are known as Arabesque numerals. Because Arabic numerals are the numerals that are written in the Arabic language. So apart from the decimal system, India has exported other widely popular concepts and sciences as well. To name a few, there are Ayurveda, there's yoga, there's the science behind metallurgy and alloys. We would be wrong to think that it's only foreign travelers who came to India and spread ideas from India back in their countries. There have been a lot of people who have traveled across India. We can name a lot of gurus who have done that. But there are also some notable travelers who did international travel starting from India. To name a few, we have Bodhi Dharma, a Buddhist monk again, who traveled from India to China in the 5th or 6th century. He is credited to have introduced Zen Buddhism and martial arts to China, leaving a very big impact on East Asian cultures. Hayun Sang, who Marchit mentioned earlier, people believe he is a Chinese traveler. He was actually born in the area which is current-day Bihar. So you can call him an Indian traveler who went overseas as well. And we already spoke about how he has studied Buddhist scriptures and spread that extensively. In more recent times, we have had Swami Vivekananda, who has spread Hinduism around the world. Even more recently, Sri Prabhupada spread the ISKCON movement, which now exists in multiple countries around the world. In India, because people believe in pilgrimages, I think many people have traveled a lot more than what you would see overseas. Pilgrimage not only gives people a reason to leave their homes and go away, it also creates a lot of social activity wherever they go and expands their minds, apart from whatever spiritual gains they get. As you can see, all of us love travel and have a lot to say about it. What did you guys think about this Subhashita? Let us know. See you in the next episode.